Biscuits and Blu-rays podcast, where we watch Blu-rays and take the biscuit. I'm your host James, joined by my wonderful co-host and fiance. Hi, Jade. Hello, everyone. It's Star Wars time. It's Star Wars. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to do Star Wars for ages. Why have you started now? Because I, what else are we gonna do? What else are we gonna do, Jade? I don't know. Why did you not do Star Wars earlier? I don't know. I think Neil yeah, wanted to get some traction on the podcast a little bit before ah, I did it. Okay. Fair. And these are those times that we're living in. We are. We're living in Star Wars times. Yeah, exactly. So this season is dedicated, if you don't know, not you, but person <laughs> listening, to Star Wars. So we're going episode one, episode two, episode three. Solo. No, mm. oh, <laughs> I've not seen Solo. Ooh, so boring. We'll get. We'll get there. Rogue One, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and depending on how Paul goes, another one. Yes. So, Star Wars content, nothing but you know. Yay! My life for the next few weeks. Yeah. How do you you how do you feel about Star Wars? Tell me tell me everything. I do like Star Wars. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, we've been to the stuff in London. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a good time with it. Yep. I've been to Tunisia. I've seen some of the set stuff. Did you walk through the sets in Tunisia? I've seen some of it. I've not seen a lot of it. I didn't do like a big package oh, okay. or anything like that. And it was really exciting. It was really fun. That's cool. So I do enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not as clued upon the law uh-huh. as other people. So if I get stuff wrong, this is quite overwhelming. So I, I do apologise in advance. I feel like there are levels to Star Wars fandom. So you've got the people who just don't know anything and are just happy to watch it. And there's people like you who know your bits. I know bits and pieces. And then there's people like me who know your cinematic stuff. But if you want anything to do with Clone Wars or Rebels or Ahsoka or any of these TV shows they've got going on, I'm not your guy. No. You know? Yeah. I'm purely cinematic, big screen, let's go. You say that, but then you do like Obi-Wan. Yeah, hey, Obi-Wan was good. But that's the only one I've seen. I mean, Book of Boba Fett I didn't like. Well, I've, I've not seen, but I don't care. Because Boba Fett is an awful character. But The Mandalorian? <laughs> Mandalorian I've seen season one and two, but they were getting a bit rinse and repeat. And that was it. Ahsoka I've not seen and Andor I've not seen. Because I like my Star Wars on the big screen. Um, yeah. yeah, I understand that completely. Yeah. And also, like, growing up, I didn't have access to Cartoon Network, which okay. is what Clone Wars was on. Yes, it was. So there were people who I work with and stuff who were like, oh, they're really good. I was like, that's cool, but I'm a little I bit older. I never had it, yeah. yeah. So Star Wars for me has always been one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. This was the first Star Wars film I ever saw. Okay. Do you, we're of similar age. We are. What You're was, older though. A little bit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what was the hype like? I remember the hype for Phantom Menace being absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. I'd already seen like the original three that we've all that we all know. Yeah. And I'd seen them on TV. They, they were it was something that I enjoyed watching with my family. But I don't know what it was about the Phantom Menace that it really just completely captured. Everybody at the time in the 90s. It was everywhere. It was everywhere, yeah. I remember seeing the different TV spots. I remember seeing the posters. We were talking about it watching this. I remember mm-hmm. seeing the, the poster with the shadow. The shadow of Darth Vader on the back. Which was so, so cool. Yeah. I loved it. And then obviously the Walker's crisps promotions. The Jar Jar sticky toys. You, you could, we don't know if people remember this. So they, they, were, they had like scratch cards. They used to put in packets of crisps. Yeah. If you did it in a certain order... You could send it off and get a free Jar Jar toy. Mm-hmm. It was one of those sticky things. It was like sticky, yeah, and weird. But I remember doing it. I remember getting one. I loved it. I cheated my way into getting one. How did you cheat it? Well, my parents owned a grocery shop. So I'd just take like handfuls of bags of crisps and just open them for the, for the Jar Jar sticky toy. Oh, no, you had to do the scratch card to send off for the Jar Jar yeah, toy. Yeah, but that's what I did. I ended up getting enough. Oh, you're a terrible person. I am who I am. I remember being in, my, in the car with my parents coming back from like a child party okay. and I remember doing it and getting so close and missing out on the last bit and then I did it again and happened to be lucky do you remember the Chubba Chup Jar Jar thing yes Jar Jar was everywhere yeah well we'll get into the Jar Jar I remember this being on like the news yeah like international news which is like Star Wars is back let's go everyone's having a good time yeah this was the first one I saw at the cinema okay I thought it was boring <laughs> Okay, uh, I really liked it. Obviously, it was my first one. So, 
But when you're watching it as a kid, you're thinking lightsabers, gun battles, like, pew, pew, pew. I remember enjoying it, but I remember there was parts of it that really turned me off. It was just very long, but we can probably get into what oh, Well, no, let's get into it now. It's, this is political. It is. But Star Wars has always been sort of political. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would agree. Okay. And another thing, Star Wars is a kid's, it's a fairy tale. Yeah. It's always been described as a fairy tale in space. Yeah. Especially the fourth one. So it's just, you know, you got your dashing hero and stuff, you got your villain, you got mm. your princess who needs rescuing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's for kids. It's a summer family blockbuster, it'd mm-hmm. be how I'd kind of describe but it. The way the way it's been now is that every kid, well, every generation has their Star Wars. Yeah. So we are kids of the 90s, so obviously we gravitate more towards these ones. Yeah. The prequels. That offends some people. It does, yeah. The prequels weren't treated well, and this one wasn't. It was not, no. So, but people have gone, okay, time heals all wounds, mm-hmm. but we have a long way to go as a fandom. Yeah. To be really good. Because honestly, I love being a Star Wars fan, but I hate being a Star Wars fan. Why? It's because you've got to, because you're always wrong. Do you know I get I'm... that. Yeah. Whatever your opinion is, yeah. is going to be someone who absolutely agrees and someone who absolutely hates it. So it's really hard. There's no kind of definitive. Yeah what's better everyone's got I mean for example your group chat well we'll get well uh, hi everyone from work <laughs> um I'll, I'll tell you what they've said at the end of it but how diverse was that with all the different opinions people have the same sort of opinions they everyone goes oh the first the middle three are good of four five and six prequels have got love now but people have got clone wars to back that up i don't but i just like the prequels whereas the disney stuff that's where people fall out mm-hmm. but people have said over time, pe- people are going to look at those Disney ones and treat them the same way that they do the prequels. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? I don't know. I, people just grow up and be like, okay, yeah, that's that's better. But fine. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I do it. I don't, I don't appreciate some bits of the new ones, but I know in time I'm going to be a different person to who I was then. I mean, to be honest, watching this, I've, I've just literally just said this, watching this back now... I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I was going to. I was like, oh God, I remember some of this being a real slog. And do you know what some of it still is? Uh, yeah. But I actually really, I, I was actually thinking, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that trade deal really does need sorting out. I was really like into it. When I think of The Phantom Menace, I think, yeah, it's a slog to get through that political stuff. But then you're rewarded with the lightsabers and the big battles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But watching it tonight, literally like we finished what, half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. The pacing on it's great. The pace is fine, yeah. I mean, there's one bit where it's fucking long. It's really long. It's stupidly long. It's, it's too long. Yeah. This film is too long. Most of these films are too long, actually. Yeah, they are. They're padded out. Yeah. But anyway, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. You've got George Lucas is in charge. Yes. He's had this sort of written from ages ago. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's good. I don't, know the, I don't know the story behind... Why did he never make it? He didn't have oh, the... Yeah. The, the tools to get the story told. Okay. So he was like, okay, I'm going to wait. And then in the 90s, they were like, right, let's go. Now is the time. Now is the time. We can do what we need to achieve with it. Mm-hmm. But I think you could have still done it on the budget of the first Star Wars. I don't know. I think it's hard. Like droids and stuff. Obviously, it's difficult. That, but that kind of, like, the rise of CGI and stuff, I think it was all pushed more towards that. Obviously, that's expensive. Mm. Um, looking at it tonight, some of it has not aged very well. Well, there's some other stuff that's not aged well. <laughs> yes, there's quite a lot of this that's not aged well. Most of this hasn't well. aged well, but it's episode one, it's 99, who cares? It is, yeah, but interestingly, some of the middle stuff has aged better, which yeah. is weird to say that was made in like the 70s. I don't, I don't know whether that's the case. I think with the CGI stuff, it comes off quite clean. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for a puppet. I'm a sucker for a puppet. I give me an animatronic Yoda any day. Yeah. Yeah. And I miss him. I miss not having the yeah. puppet Yoda. I mean, I think that Jar Jar sticks out quite a bit. Jar- okay, Jar Jar is a good visual effect for for the late 90s. Yeah. But I- for the now... For the now, not so good, but... It's the 90s, yeah? It's the 90s. It was a different time. It was a different time. We were still using floppy disks in the 90s, oh, okay? floppy disks. So, what a time. Exactly. Uh, people who don't know, a floppy disk was like a... It's a hard Memory drive. stick, which people probably don't know what they are. Uh, memory sticks... Okay, no, but... You know what I mean? Yeah. We're on the turn of the century. We are. Literally, I think. Mm-hmm. Because the Millennium Bug. Oh, 
right? I remember all that. It was all at the, in the newspapers, like the Millennium Bug's going to kill everybody. It's going to kill us all. It was like everyone overreacted a little bit. They did. But Is that the whole 2012 stuff? Oh, God, yeah. There's something in every generation. Yeah. But George Lucas is in charge. He's directing this one. The last Star Wars film he directed was episode four. Okay. So, But he's obviously written them. Yeah. He's had other people directing the other ones. But yeah. He's in charge of these three. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's a lot. Uh-huh. And there are quite a lot of scenes on the cutting room floor. He famously had a four-hour cut of this. No one needs a four-hour cut of this. I struggle no one get... needs the two and a half hour cut of this. I struggle with this one, yeah. But I'd I'd watch it. I if they put it out. I know you would. You'd watch anything of this. I'd watch anything that George Lucas puts out because people people bash George Lucas mm-hmm. and say, oh, he's a he's an idiot. But he created it. If he yeah. created it, he, then whatever he chooses, fine. Yeah. Obviously, he's not in charge anymore. <laughs> no, it's but gone now. If he wants to do that, fine. I'm I'll bend with the story. Yeah. But, yeah. But people don't, and that's a shame. It is a shame. We've got a decent cast in this, then. We do. We have a very good cast in this. I would say the cast in these films are better. And I mean that loosely. I'm about to say, yeah, explain. Obviously, you've got Harrison Ford. You can't beat that. You haven't got anyone to do that sort of stuff here. But in terms of people who've had careers with longevity, Mm -hmm. you're Liam Neeson's, you're McGregor's. Fucking Natalie Sam Jackson, Natalie Portman, yeah. Sam Jackson. You know, there's people in this who are just like, okay, I've done Star Wars, but now I'll do other stuff. I've done other stuff and I've done other stuff well. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the only people to get out of the original trilogy was Harrison Ford, maybe Hamill. Yeah. In terms of other work. And getting other bits and pieces, yeah. Yeah. But I think it it blew up especially in like the seventies though. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the mania that they saw then we didn't see with the prequels. We've never had anything like it. No. So, it's different that, times. That's, that's had an effect, I think, on them. Because, I mean, we've seen it kind of... It's not the same thing, but we've seen it like with the with the Twilight actors, how hard they found it to get out of something so big. Yeah. I mean, not all of them have made it out of that either. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Taylor Lautner. Yeah, sorry, Taylor. It's not, it's not escaped <laughs> it's you, unfortunately. Not, it's really not. Some people manage, some people don't. It yeah. just depends who you are as an actor. Yeah. But, leading the pack, Neeson in this one. You move, you're McGregor, but he's not in it much. He's not, but he's my baby and I love him. Yeah. <laughs> he's a boy though, isn't he? He is. What 90s you were? Was this pre or post train spotting? I don't know. I want to say post. I, I, do you know what? I wouldn't know. We'll go, we'll go with that. James doesn't know movies. I don't know, I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> and Natalie Portman, who is a child in this. She is, as is Kira Knightley. Oh, it's a Kira Knightley movie. Yeah. Yeah, we were on the night watch, weren't we? We were. The nightly watch. <laughs> there she is. There's Kira Knightley. But she's looking a lot like Natalie Portman in those times. They are both the same person in this. It's kind of weird that their careers took off. For both of them, and I'm glad because they're both pretty solid actresses. Okay, one criticism about acting mm-hmm. in these films, it comes across as wooden. So wooden. Wo- oh, do you, do you agree with this? Yeah, I do. I mean, I mean these actresses have done really well. Mm-hmm. post Star Wars with other things they've done but the acting in this especially from Portman is so deadpan it's, it's it is wooden yeah but I mean that's uh, is that her character no I think it's because the dialogue in these three films you've got a lot of lore in the in the original trilogy there's not a lot of lore yeah but in these ones you've got to set it up and you've got to set it up fast mm-hmm. otherwise people are going to be like oh, I don't know what's going on so you've got to make it make sense so the writing has to be like it has to explain it. To the point. To the point. And therefore, you can't put much emotion into that because all you're doing is saying, Medichlorians do this. That's probably why I prefer like Liam Neeson's stuff in this because at least he's got a bit of emotion. He's got gravitas. In some of, in some of this. Yeah, he's magnificent. He plays Qui-Gon Jinn, who is not a good Jedi. He's not a good Jedi, although you want his lightsaber. <laughs> his lightsaber is my favourite. He's got my favourite lightsaber hill and I'll die on that hill. Bye. Okay. <laughs> it's lonely up here again. It's lonely on my hill. <laughs> Every time they were like, oh, we're releasing Ahsoka's lightsaber. I was like, I don't care. It's okay. <laughs> I need this one. I just want Qui-Gon's. Okay. Ewan McGregor's in this, but sparingly. He is. With a very poor choice of wig. Oh, yeah. There's reshoots. Yeah. But that's not his fault. It's not his fault, but poor guy. He's very... He's very, He's not quite there as a Obi-Wan for me in this one. No, he's just... 
he's dipping his toes in a little bit. I think he really hits the ground running when it comes to Attack of the Clones. Yeah, he does. And he starts giving some of his like little witty quips and stuff. We his, love to see his, it. His Alec Guinness arisms. Yeah. Yeah. Hello there. Yeah. Say it again. Hello there. <laughs> It's a good impression, right? It's very good. Thank yeah. you. He was I in the room. He was in the room. He is in the room. Where is he? Hello there. There he is. There he is. There he is. <laughs> so, little boy Anakin. Mm-hmm. He had to be aged down because then people would feel for a boy being ripped from his mother. You know, it's going to be yeah. sadder if a child's taken from the parent. Jake Lloyd mm-hmm. is not a stranger to acting. He did Jingle All the Way. Do you remember Jingle All the Way? I do remember Jingle All the Way. And yeah. I remember quite liking it. Jamie! Yeah? <laughs> yeah. How, how do you find Jake Lloyd in this? He's never bothered me, truth be told. Yeah, same. He's never. I think he did what he was meant to do. It was, it was doing what he was told to do. Yeah. He was meant to be basically a, a child that was quite cute. Mm-hmm. Just basically saying the lines. And after, to be honest with you, I, his character's never upset me. And it's really sad what happened to him. Well, what did happen to him? He just was literally hounded by all the fans. This is what I mean about the and Star Wars. appallingly. Yeah, the Star that was, Wars. That's just not on. That, that's an actor. That's a child. He's a child. What are we doing, guys? The Star Wars fandom turns, t- or tends to turn on people who they don't like particularly. This happens twice in this one. Yeah. It sucks. It fucking sucks. And this is why the Star Wars fandom is very toxic. Yeah. Even with the, the internet came about in the 90s as well. And we were just like, oh, okay, just going to troll. And yeah. you, you still get it with Star Wars. Yeah. But the thing is, when you go to places like um, like Comic Cons and Star Wars celebrations mm-hmm. and stuff, it's such a good fandom to be a part of because everyone's you've got a united love for it, and it's and it's wonderful. And it's just such a shame that all these people online behind the keyboards are going, "This ten-year-old's not doing a good job." I was like, "He's ten years old." And it's also the thing. This has an effect on people's lives. He has. Uh, a lot of trouble with mental health now. He's obviously not worked since. Yeah. Um, there's been uh, Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar Binks. Now, he's another one that's had it. He's gone through battles with depression and stuff, but because of it, and um, been suicidal and stuff, and it's really awful to hear that. You should never have to go through anything like that because of your art and for doing something that a director's told you to do. And it's also in line with your character. I mean, we were talking about this because we'll get into it with later films. With the character of Anakin, Mm. the most charisma we ever see him really have is as a child. Yeah. Because the way he's played later on, it is quite... It's quite whiny. Quite whiny to the point. But no one ever gives that same treatment to Luke. And Luke is so... So fucking whiny <laughs> yeah. in A New Hope, and everyone completely glosses over it. Like father, like son, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like he's being played exactly like Luke. Yeah. And how how are we not seeing that? Mm-hmm. But fans were just straight to but straight it, to condemn, and that really makes me sad. It's yes, yeah, really sad. Ahmed Best has sort of had a resurgence with it. Yeah, even Hayden Christensen, but we'll get to him in yeah. a later episode. But Ahmed Best, he's be, recently been in uh, The Mandalorian yeah. season three, and his character's had like a. A poster and stuff and everything, and he saves the day. And people I, are like, "Oh, I'm a best. You're really cool." And he's like, "He was always cool." He was, yeah. I like Jar Jar Binks. There, I, I can see why people think he's annoying because he is always at the centre of the kind of slapstick humour. And I can see why because we don't really have the droids doing it. I don't. I don't think in we, this as much. Do we have any slapstick or comedic humour in the originals? I don't think we do. No, but you've got the kind of witty stuff going off between the C-3PO droids. and R2-D2. And Han Solo, I guess, brings some sort of comedy in, to yeah. it. Yeah, so that's that's where you're getting your comedy relief in this. It's coming from Jar Jar. Yeah. And it comes across, I think, sometimes as being quite childish. Quite forced. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that's why, I, think that's, I think that's why people didn't like it. Yeah. Kind of like not my Star Wars sort but, of thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But when I was a kid, Jar Jar was the coolest guy around. Yeah, for kids. Yeah, but I think again, when by the time these came around, it was people that had grown up, had grown up in the seventies with it as a child. Mm-hmm. They were then being introduced to it again, and they think they had a lot of love for the old stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it still gives them no right to do what they did, though. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. With Star Wars, I think. It's yeah, a, it's a tough pr- uh, crowd to please, but it is what it is, and we 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 find the good stuff in it. We the good stuff in it yeah there's only a few times in this franchise where i stand up and say that's not my star wars we when we'll get to that bit when oh we'll, well get that's to... going to be the end of the season i think i know it's a problem but we'll get there anyway phantom menace sets up we've got 
Uh, we've got trade routes or blockages. Or Blockage- blockades in trade. Taxation of trade routes and blockades. Yeah, so they're blocking off Naboo. Yeah. The Trade Federation. Yeah. And they're a walking stereotype. But why? You know what? Who knows? No, I never understood why, and I still don't know I why. Still, I still do think this is part of Palpatine. Spoiler alert. Uh, Senator Palpatine in this becomes... Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, There's no spoilers here, is there? We all know that's We all know doing, stuff. Yeah. Okay. No spoilers for any of this, but I think that is Palpatine's plan all along. To get... To get... Elected. N- elected, and he's going to do it by getting Naboo invaded. Right? Mm-hmm. Because he's, he's a master of... He knows what he's up to. He's a smart He's a puppet master. He knows what he's doing. Arguably, everyone else is stupid. <laughs> right? There's a few people who are very smart in this I think Obi-Wan is mm-hmm. I think uh, Senator Palpatine is and I think well that's, I think that's it mm-hmm. oh the, Padme is as well yeah I think, the, the, I think the Viceroys are so stupid but they, they start to know they've been, they've been played kind of halfway through it yeah they're idiots yeah yeah so Naboo the council well the senate sends these two Jedi to mm-hmm. do some you know, cut keep, deal to yeah, so yeah. What's all? What's all this, mate? Yeah, try and get get us peace. It goes. T- it goes tits up. Yeah. The, the negotiations never took place. No, they do not take place at all. The lightsaber battles in this. Mm-hmm. Do you like them? I do like them. Yes. Yeah? Do you like the the droids first of all? Which ones? Well, the the battle droids. I like their look, but they look so plasticky, don't they? Uh huh. Yeah. But they get better. As these films go along. As we do see, yeah, they do get better. We get super battle droids later on. Hey, hey. super battle droids. But they, they do the job. Yeah. And I'm pleased to see it. It's a basic army. Yeah. Yeah. But I like I do like seeing these droids get mashed up. And it's easy to see how they get mashed up as well. They just look so rickety. Yeah. Oh, bless them. They're trying. They are, they're trying. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson and Obi-Wan McGregor, they're sent to keep the peace. Obviously, it goes tits up. So they sneak onto a ship, go down to Naboo, because they're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to sort this out. Mm-hmm. One way or another, we're going to sort it out. They land on Naboo, mm-hmm. Qui-Gon, well, Naboo's being invaded, which yeah. is not, that's another thing that's not aged well. No. <laughs> it's aged terribly, that one. Yeah. Especially these last few years, but we'll get, <laughs> we'll, we'll crack on. <laughs> um, so Qui-Gon saves Jar Jar Binks' life by accident. Yeah. And Jar Jar's like, oh, I can help you out. Yeah, if you're hi- if you're in hiding, you've got to get this message to uh to Naboo. Yeah, but you've got to come by my yeah. way first. Well, I'll get you there. So I'll sort you out. What do you think to the underwater stuff? I really liked it. I I like the difference in the different worlds. Yeah, we've not we've not really had anything underwater before. No, and it really captured my imagination, especially as a child. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's very different. Did you ever play the PS One game? I didn't. No. Oh, okay. The the Gungan City mm-hmm. is a terrible level to navigate. I can see why. I would always get lost in it because all the bubbles look the same. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I need to be in this one and press a button there and then go to this one. Terrible. Oh, no. I can see why Jar Jar was banished. Because <laughs> he struggled to navigate the PS1 it's, game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yeah. <laughs> At least I start this again. Uh, I need to start from the beginning. Anyway, he goes to see Boss Nass. Yeah. We are blessed to see him. We really are. Ooh. He is a delight. The casting director did good putting Brian Blessed in here. He really did. Okay, Jedi mind trick. Let's go off to Naboo. You can take my submarine? It was some sort of weird ship and yeah. Take Jar Jar with you as well. We don't like him. Yeah, and it takes Jar Jar. Well, Jar Jar does the thing, doesn't he? Like, please save me. Then he saves him and he goes, oh, please don't. <laughs> yeah, it's such a flip-flopper. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They get into the ship and we get all these they have to go through the core of the planet. Planet core. Yeah. Yeah. So, off they go. Meanwhile, Naboo's been invaded. I want to talk about Queen Amidala, who is the queen. She's a child. She is the queen, guys. Do... Okay, every... <laughs> queen Amidala, uh, Padme, or whatever, mm-hmm. they have quite a few costume changes in this. And they every do. time she had one, you said, what do you think of that? I was basically, guys, I grew up absolutely loving... The design work mm-hmm. on these costumes. One of them's plugged in. I didn't know that <laughs> until I saw the wire. <laughs> but yeah, and I loved it, especially her first outfit with the red. 
the iconic and one. The kind of like the red lips. She looks great. So yeah. every every time she came on screen tonight, I was like, said, James, read the outfits. Which one? Do you like this one? Mm-hmm. And you didn't give it the love I needed you to. Because I, I'm, I don't care. <laughs> Which one's your favourite of her costumes? I do like her battle one at the end. I think that's my favourite one. I think that's practical. But it's not her. She doesn't wear it. No. <laughs> <laughs> But she does sort of. Sort of. It's fine. It's Kieran Who cares? But I do like that original red gown that lights up that's plugged into the wall. Oh, she's just so iconic. It was on all the artwork for the original film. It was. I remember it being everywhere and thinking, God, that's so cool. I've never seen anything quite like it. Mm. I think the accent is a bit... It takes some warming. Yeah, is it her and Knightley talking? I think they have to do this sort of accent where the, both of them can do it. Yeah. If it is that way. Or, because sometimes it sounds like Keira Knightley is... Is talking, and sometimes it sounds like it's dubbed. So yeah. It's weird. It's, I'd love to watch the special features, but when I put them on, you said no. I just watched two and a half hours of that. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but yeah, I'm sorry. Too much Star Wars? Too bad. They rescue Prince uh, Queen Amidala, and they go to... We're going we're gonna to go. We're going to shoot off. We're going to get to Coruscant. Yeah. So there's a big battle in the hangar. You yeah. got on their ship... They do. That's nice. And as they take off, the ship is damaged. It is. Enter the most iconic character in these films. R2-D2. What a boy. Oh, he's so cool. I, th- I think it's really cool that he, uh, as soon as we see him, he's saving the day. He is. Mm. Oh, I hate all the other droids getting blasted off the ship, though. That always made me sad. I was I like, know. oh, no. You can hear one of them screaming. He's as going, well ah! <laughs> Oh, R2-D2 is good though, isn't he? Oh, he is. We still get Kenny Baker in this one. Yeah. So he's not like a robot. There's a guy in the, in the in there. Yeah. But it's always a good pleasure to see him. Always. We enjoy, we love him. He fixes the hyperdrive. Mm-hmm. Well, he fixes the ship to get them through the blockade, but the hyperdrive's broken, so they can't get to Coruscant. Let's stop off at the sand planet, Tatooine. I was waiting for you to say it then. Because you forgot. I know, I knew it. You knew it? Yeah. I remember thinking the name was really funny when I was younger. I was Tatooine. like, Tatooine. Yeah. Or as Liam Neeson says, Tatooine. Tatooine. <laughs> I thought it was called Tatooine for ages. Ratatouine. Ratatouine. Okay, sure. Ratatouine. I, I do like... I feel like Tatooine is the centre of all these Star Wars films, though. You do? It's all... It's all the, like Even when in the later ones where it's not Tatooine, like it's Tatooine. I mean, it's sand. always there. It's always sand. Well, how do you feel about sand? Do you feel the same way you oh, feel about sand? It's rough, it's coarse. Gets everywhere. Wonderful. I really, I, I really don't like sand. I'm not even kidding. But not because of Star Wars. Don't lie. It's rough, it's coarse, and it gets you, everywhere. You don't have to lie to us, James. We all know it's because of Star Wars. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, you there. Uh, it's, it's, it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> Tatooine. So we arrive on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. Qui Gon takes Padme Jar Jar. To get a new hyperdrive. He does. And to do that, he meets a stereotype. Another one. Uh, th- th- there's a load of these now in this film. Is it, is it us going, mm, that is a bit too on the nose? Or is it George Lucas going, yeah, that's actually a stereotype? I don't know. Because this, one, this one's bad. I thought the ones before were bad, but this one's bad. Yeah. Because Watto, the, yeah. the flying thing, has... Certain anti-Semitic looks. Certain characteristics, yeah. That. Yeah, obviously, people point out the mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. Mm-hmm. Come on, mate. Yeah. Pro- we don't like to see it. Dial it down a bit. Yeah. But I always liked Watto. I mean, not not in the way that he's a slave owner. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. As a character, I used to have his little action figure. Oh, I I didn't have any of the action figures for this. I think I'm pretty sure that I had a Padme doll, though. Well, like a Barbie doll? Yeah. Ooh. Pretty sure I did. Well, when we went to the fan experience, there was a few there, and you were like, oh, I was like, oh, my God. God. Yeah, I, I was love excited. these. There was a designer Princess Leia dress, so like, I loved. Yeah. It was so gorgeous. Which one would, Which one's your favourite? You never told me yours. Which one? Padme yeah. costumes. The, pad- the very first one. Yeah. And the last one. Nope. Iconic. Incorrect. I love it. You only like it because it looks like... Princess Leia's at the end of New Yeah, Hope. I do, and I love that, because the whole the whole end of it is paying homage to that, and yeah. I think that's so, so beautiful. It's nice. It's nice. But no, when we end up with the, uh, where we're on Tatooine, mm-hmm. we are then introduced to Anakin. Lenny Skywalker. Yeah, Lenny Skywalker, and he's, I, th- I think he's really cute. He's, he's, what, nine years old? Is he? 
I think so. I think can- canonically he's nine years old in this. Because he's 19 in Attack of the Clones. How do you find his interactions with Padme in this? Like, especially Dark Are you an ones. angel? That's a, that's a cringy line. No, I think that's cute. It's cringy. Have I not said that to you at any point? Are you an angel? <laughs> you have now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Does it work? No. Okay. I think it's weird. I think it's because Natalie Portman, she's obviously like a teenager, but yeah. I see, I, because she doesn't age at all in the next one. No, she stays as is, more or less. So I'm just like, well, he's aged. That's a different actor. Whereas Padme is. But why get Natalie Portman then? Why get Natalie Portman to do this one? Yeah. And not the later one? It's weird. And have them both as kids who grow up together. That's my two cents. Yeah, because otherwise. The age difference between them, you don't you don't see much of that. There's what probably what like five years between them. Yeah. If that, mm-hmm. but even then, I'm like, that's a this is weird, mate. This is odd. Yeah. Because they they they're gonna babies. They're gonna babies. They're gonna, so that's what you call it. I don't know how it works in Star Wars times. Obviously, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh my god. I imagine they have they do what birds do and they rub their cloacas against each. Other. That word again. Cloacas. Oh, I like that. Oh, did you know that? That's a big word. Are you feeling okay today? I know some things. Clearly, and I am impressed. Thank you, cloacas. Um, I hope to never hear it ever again. Well, we'll see how the rest of this podcast goes. Oh, no. But no, I find I find it personally really weird. I've always, now, I've always now you weird. know where it goes. You're like, oh. I think it, we didn't have that, though. We didn't have the hindsight of it. No. So... We think, oh, okay. Oh, it's just cute. This little boy fancies this girl. Now you're like, oh, actually, he's gonna babies her later. Mm-hmm. And he, but he wants to help. I do like Anakin in this one in the sense that he wants, he's selfless. Yeah, he's quite and, a good character. Yeah, he's quite well written, even in this one. I think he's mm-hmm. poorly acted. Again, not the fault of Jake Lloyd. He's doing what he's told. But when you're a nine-year-old watching Star Wars, for me, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I relate to that kid. He's he goes to my school or something. Yeah. yeah. We all knew somebody, I think, very similar to him. What, child, who grew up to be child murderers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we all know. Yeah, it doesn't turn out well for him, does it? It does not, know. <laughs> he really gets put through it a bit. But, in this one, he's cute. He's cute. Cute little boy. Are you an angel? There he is again. Oh, there... Fuck off, Jake Lloyd. <laughs> You're the problem. He's... You're part of the problem, James. <laughs> but, um, he's a, he's, he's, a, he's a slave. He is. He's, uh, he's owned by what and and his mum is as well. To be fair, yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. So you know he's working the shop, but he's he's a good pilot. We get to see this in a bit, mm-hmm. um, but he's good with technical stuff. That's why. Yeah, it's quite techy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Liam Neeson's like, I need sh- uh, parts for my ship. I need parts for my ship. And then uh, what I was like, ah, yeah. You want parts for your ship, huh? You want to buy a sundial? You want to buy a sundial? <laughs> um, but then he goes, okay, I, you haven't got enough money. Mm-hmm. Republic credits? Eh, don't work here right here. Okay. Anyway, there's a storm. And Anakin's like, oh, come to my house. I'll save you from this sandstorm. And, um, so that's where we meet Shmi. And we mm-hmm. learn that Shmi is obviously Anakin's mum. And... Anakin is a bit of a enigma. Yeah, we know that the Force is strong within him, but we don't know where he comes from. We don't know who the father is. It's okay. So when we when Qui Gon asks who was his father, Shmi says there was no father. I carried him. I raised him. I you know I gave birth and stuff like that. She can't explain what happened. Yeah. This, for me, means two things, and we spoke about this earlier. We did. It either means that Anakin is a miracle. Immaculate conception kind of a thing. Jesus Christ. Indeed. Or Shmi was attacked. attacked. Okay. I don't know which one I'd prefer to believe. Yeah. As a woman, I know which one I'd prefer to believe. Absolutely. But I don't, I'm not swayed towards it though. I feel like she probably, I feel like she probably was. There is probably law around it. I would have thought so, but I don't. Th- it's not explained in this, and I don't think it's explained in any. Of the I'm other. not. Re- not to be weird, but I'm not interested in knowing either. I'd yeah. Prefer it okay. Just, to just stay, stay as is. Just like, sure, he's a miracle baby. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway, he's good at pod racing. He's making a little pod. Makes pods. He makes pods. Wano well, doesn't know I built it. You can make him think it was yours, and then so 
the Anakin comes up with an idea to bet on the pod race, and if he wins, then they get the parts for the ship, yeah, and they can go. And uh, if they lose, whatever, yeah, I, I forget. But Anakin is one of the best pilots in the galaxy. This is this is law. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think the pod race is really fucking cool. Okay. I, I think the I think I love the the whole aesthetic of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Okay. My God, does this go on for too long? It is too long. It is. It is far too long. I mean, we watched it because we've. I've got this box set. It's like a recent re-edition of it. So obviously, they put in scenes, just little snippets, yeah. that aren't in the theatrical cut. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, that's. Why have you made this longer? Yeah, why does this need to be any longer? Because it's it's just filler. It drags as it is. I don't. I think it's necessary, and I think it is exciting, but it does drag. Yeah, it does drag. I do like, however, that it is just pure visual and sound. Like music, mm-hmm. there's, there's next to nothing. It's you just listening to like mechanical like. Oh, and then you get those stupid commentators talking. Okay, okay. The thing about the commentators. I watch a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway. And one of the guys from Whose Line Is It Anyway is Greg Proops. He's on it quite a bit, often, whatever. But he's one of my favourites. And he does the voice for the announcer. So, whatever you just said, I'm going to kick up a fuss. Okay, then you kick up a fuss. I'm kicking up a fuss right now! Oh my god! Leave Greg Proops alone. But that's the thing, about your comment you said that was incorrect, factually. That's what I was pulling you up on. Go on. Oh, they only play sounds of the cars going vroom, 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 vroom. Pew, oh, pew, pew. okay. So and, and no, a they little don't. thing. Okay. So you're like, <gasps> you said you know your With was. little bits from Jar Jar going, did he crash it? <laughs> Whatever he said. Meanwhile, stuff's happening behind the scenes on the boo. Yeah. It's not going well for them. Obviously, it's going a bit tits up. Invasions, yeah? Yeah. The Sith are in charge, basically. They're running the show. Yeah. And this is where we get introduced to the coolest character in star wars i'm gonna say yeah yeah easily easily first of all before we talk about him a little bit i want to explain that i always thought his name was garth maul and that is why you are weird it's it's why i'm weird but if you listen to it and you just you close your eyes and you okay he's gonna say garth maul in a minute and you listen to that bit it's never i've never this is my apprentice garth maul i've never thought it was it's always been darth maul okay i know it i know it is but in my head, I'm just like... In my oh ears, actually. Oh, Oh, no. I think that's Garth Maul. He's just pure badassery in he's this. He's great, isn't he's he? He's so cool. He's, he's intimidating. He's scary. His design is absolutely flawless. Ray Park doing the the stand-in stuff with the yeah. makeup and whatever. And then Peter Serafinowicz doing the voice. Perfect. I love it. I love his design aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I love the makeup. I love the lightsaber. We'll get to it. Oh my god, he's cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. But, you know, the Sith are doing their thing as well, is mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. So we've just won a pod race. Well, sorry, we meant to do <laughs> There's a bit we, we should have we skipped. Yeah. Where Qui-Gon goes, oh, I want to take the boy and his mother if we win. Mm-hmm. And what I was like, no, you can't take both. And then Qui-Gon's like, oh, okay. I'll take, I'll take one then. I'll take Ideally the boy. the boy. Yeah. Does a Jedi mind trick on the dice. Does that work? Is that how the force works? Yeah. Sure. You can make it move, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, so, obviously, you've won the pod race. You are free, but your mum's got to stay behind. Sad. It is really sad. <laughs> Although you wouldn't know looking at his mum. She, she's, again, she's doing what she's told. She's been told to be very, like, deadpan with the acting. Quite so. stoic, quite co- not cold, but she's, a, obviously, she's not had it easy, so she's just like, yeah, why not this? Well, she knows, like, the... The better is going to get better opportunities. She's thinking best. So she's fighting in a war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've really got a, like a thing about this, haven't you? Yeah, I do. I'm going to take Anakin, and he's going to be completely safe with me. But he's going to fight in a war. Yeah, we're going to bring him to the boo as well. When and there's it... an active invasion happening, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Off to Coruscant we go. Mm-hmm. I like Coruscant. You do. It's my favourite planet, I think, in Star Wars. Okay. It's a city, and it's a big city. And you do love a city, don't you? I'm a, I'm a city boy. City boy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a village boy, but I like... Yeah. I like a city. Oh, you're so a small town boy. They go, yeah. They go to the Senate, mm-hmm. and things are kicking off there. There's a, a, vo- a vote of no confidence. No, there's a no vote... Confidence. Let me start that again. There's a vote of no confidence against the current um, Chancellor, mm-hmm. Valorium. Hello, Terence Stamp. 
V- vaguely. Bye-bye. Hello, Terrence Stamp. You're General Zod, sort of. And now you're gone. Okay. <laughs> um, and, you know, all this stuff. But I want to talk about the Jedis just for a little bit because we are under the impression that the Jedis are not good at what they do. No, I thought this in all of these prequel films. I mm-hmm. just kept thinking, when will the Jedis do something? They, they like to sit around on... They like to sit around talking about shit. They like to take the moral high, high ground, forgive the pun. Um, but they need to get stuck in to stop shit from going from hitting the fan. They're keepers of the peace. They're not well, soldiers. They're not, they're not keeping any peace, so are they? They're keeping their seats warm is what they're doing. It's what they're doing, yeah. I think they make... I mean, we'll get into it in later films. I think they make some questionable decisions. Yes, I, I agree. I don't think their hands are clean in this. No, they're not. No. And they, I think they're kind of responsible for what happens to them. Not quite. I, I don't think... I, don't, I think their intentions are to keep the Jedi at the top of their game. But then they do a fucking shit job. They do they? a shit job. I'm not, I'm not saying they're any good at it, but I, I think their decisions were almost justified. No. Okay. <laughs> we'll discuss this later. Yeah, it, it really comes to light in uh, Revenge of the Sith, so yeah. we'll, we'll get there. But in this one, they're like, he's too old. We can't train Anakin. Yeah. So, joke's on you. Fuck off, Qui-Gon. We know he's the chosen one, but we can't train him. Yeah, he will bring balance to the force, but nah. But no. <laughs> not today. We're busy, we've got a lot on. No, we're not doing this, because it's dangerous. It's, it's the chosen one, but it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I do love the the Yoda line. Give it to but, me. Okay, where he says, um, um, you missed your mother. You're scared, aren't you, if I sense fear yeah. in you. And then Anakin's like, what does that have to do with it? And then he's like, everything. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yeah. Iconic. I think that's Yoda's best line in the whole franchise. It's, it's such a good line. Mm-hmm. I prefer that to do or do not. There is no try. Do you know what I think I do, actually? Mm-hmm. Because you can put... But to be fair, they're both great, they're both great lines. These films are dark, these prequels. I yeah. think they get darker as it goes on. Sequels have to, for some reason, get darker. Can we have a yeah, light well, sequel? I think it's because it's got to like a new hope. I think it needs to hit a certain way so it has to be dark I think you're onto something there I think it's Star Wars that started this trend off where a sequel has to be darker yeah because obviously Star Wars it's light hearted it's a it's, you know, sci-fi fun adventure it's a fairy tale in space yeah. some iconic people would say hmm. but Empire it's dark it's it's turmoil it's people having battles with themselves I mean, where, where we start off with in A New Hope, it needs to have gotten there. So it needs to it needs to have hit the fan, basically. Mm-hmm. So we do know these films are going to get progressively darker so it gets to that bit. Yeah. So it, so Luke can bring it all back. Mm-hmm. But I do think Empire is the, is the trendsetter there, yeah. where sequels have to be darker. Yeah. So, well done, Star Wars, but I wish it didn't. Why? Because everything's darker, isn't it? You know what I mean? Harry Potter, ah, next one's darker. Twilight, hey, next one's, next one's darker. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> it has to be different. Yeah. Even Fifty Shades of Grey did that, Yeah, you literally, know. the next one's called Fifty Shades Darker. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you for bringing that. You're very it. welcome. Yeah, yeah. I never thought Star Wars and Fifty Shades of Grey find their way into the same conversation. And, we, and you know what? Yeah. Here we are. Anyway, I forgot where we were. But we're going back to Naboo. Vote no confidence. Yeah. Senator Palpatine may get elected. It's and he's buzzing off his tits about it. Yeah. He's driving Oh, he's, he's happy, isn't he? Oh, he's a happy guy. Do you like him in this? I do, because I think he's got a really quiet, like, I don't know. Ian McDermott, He is yeah. a phantom menace. What? What? That's the name of the film. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's got, it's really, I don't know, you really do feel it. It's got like a, there's a, you know straight away when it's going to backwards and forwards with him with the uh, being Mr. Sith Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, yeah. I don't know. I think it's great. I think he's really powerful. Yeah. I I would agree. I think as the films go on, he has more fun with it. Oh, yeah. And he's and really enjoying a, it. It's always a pleasure to watch. I think even in Rise of Skywalker, I think even he's having a good time. Yeah. And you know what? Fuck it. Why not? Have a good No one time. else is in that film. Uh, you hate that film, don't I you? I have a lot to say about Rise of Skywalker. But we'll get there. We'll get there. And I can't wait to watch it with you. Oh, God. That's going to be a wreck. Because honestly, I've not watched it through since the, the cinema. Neither have I. And interestingly, we were in the same screen and watching that. We were. We were. You would have seen me just having a terrible time. <laughs> anyway, we're not watching that one. We're watching Phantom Menace. We are. We are watching the Phantom Menace. Back to Naboo. We've got a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Padme's going to stick up for herself and her people. Thank you very much. And not sign the treaty. I'm not going to sign the treaties. Treaties? You can treat me better than that, mm. she says. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but she's like, oh, the Gungans, we can help. We can use their help to get Naboo back. Yeah. And that's what they do. So they go to see Boss Nass. Well, there's a twist. Turns out Padme is actually the queen. What? She was always the queen. Since when? Since forever, apparently. So she's not Kira Knightley. What? Kira Knightley is actually a handmaiden. Yeah. And Padme is the real queen, so she's been using a decoy for her own protection. She's smart, isn't she? She has, but she's she's been intermittently switching it up. Mm-hmm. So sometimes she's herself, sometimes she isn't. Yeah, there's a bit of a coruscant where she feels safer and she's like, yeah, I'm going to do my, I'm going to put that dress on. Yeah. I like that dress, actually. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not for her safety. She's giving all the crap costumes to Kira. She's like, you can wear this crap. Yeah, Kira Knightley, you can put this on. You'll be in Paris the Caribbean in a bit. Yeah, fine. you'll be all right. You'll, you'll get some pretty dresses to wear there. <laughs> so the Gungans go, okay, we're going to help you out. Mm-hmm. And the Jedi are going to, okay, fine. Well, well, us two Jedi are going to stick around, but that's it. Yeah. So you're getting cut to the Battle of Naboo. So mm-hmm. you've got four battles going on. You've got the Gungans doing their stuff. You've got the space stuff. You've got the throne room stuff. And then you've got the the cool stuff. The really cool stuff. Yeah, which we'll get to. Yeah. But it's it's too much. But I think it's well paced. I think it's well paced and I enjoyed it. If anything, it's the space stuff that goes on for me and I look at the, the least because it's, it's not it's, I, don't, I don't think it's as visually stunning as the as other stuff we're seeing. I do like the throne room stuff, but only because I like the set of Naboo. Yeah. I think it's really it's, it's quite really nice. cool. I don't love the Gungan stuff because that feels like it's CGI. It just feels like a CGI fight and yeah. it's boring. And you get a lot of comedic stuff with Jar Jar, which I laughed at and I laugh at still. Yeah, the thing is with the comedic stuff, it works when it's not needed to be in a serious setting. Mm-hmm. When we've got this really cool fight going on between what well, yeah. between our main guys, you don't want to keep cutting to Jar Jar being a twat on a tank, do you? But that's why it's my least favourite one. It's like, no, we want to cut some of that out. If they're, yeah. being, if they're being cool in that scene, I think it would have been better. Mm-hmm. But it weren't. Everyone likes this. No matter no matter your opinion on Star Wars, you can say that this bit of Phantom Menace is gold. Which bit is it, James? The doors open. Mm-hmm. John Williams gets his boys ready, right? Yeah. Duel of the Fates kicks in. Darth Maul stood there. Yeah. Right? He opens his eyes. So fucking cool. This is the coolest thing I've ever <laughs> seen, right? Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are like, we'll handle this. And everyone's like, we're gonna, we're not having anything to do with this. Yeah, we're, we're off. off. Okay. Uh, Darth Maul takes his cloak off, so the Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And then Darth Maul brings his lightsaber around, ignites it. <laughs> One side. <laughs> it's a double-sided lightsaber. <gasps> I felt like I was watching that all over again. Watching you. Honestly. Everyone, James has just acted that out for me, and it was absolutely magnificent. I'm wearing Darth Maul makeup. You're not. <sighs> but you dressed like him. Good improv there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. It's so cool. You've got Duel. Okay, first of all, John Williams never misses. Mm-hmm. Fact, never misses. But Duel of the Fates is among his best work. Yeah. And it elevates all this. The stakes are high. Yeah. Is what we're saying. And Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon is top tier Star Wars. It is. It's one of the best lightsaber fights. We had this discussion about our top three favourites. Mm-hmm. This was in... This was This was there. number three for me? It was number three for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I stand by that. Um, you know, and I think that's a good ranking. I think this, I, I, this is universally. Everybody knows just how great this one is. It does feel choreographed. Yeah. But I think it has to. I, there's a, yeah. I think it's cooler if it's choreographed. I like a choreographed fight. The lightsaber battles in the newer trilogy, they just seem like they're just hacking away at each other. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel as cool. I mean, you get a, an element of that mm. a bit later on in this fight, between, yeah. especially with you and McGregor. But we like that. We like the kind of passion behind it. That it's kind of just feels like it's, it's flaring away anyway. The rage and the... Yeah, yeah, it really builds amazingly. It goes up like so many different levels as well. Yeah. And everyone's falling off stuff and... Just everyone's cool. Everyone's so cool. Yeah. In this bit, and obviously the music's on point. Oh, and then they're running through those security gate things or whatever. Yeah. And then like they stop and they just have a minute where they're like, 
And Qui-Gon, I'm going to breathe Yeah, and Qui-Gon meditates, but he knows he's, he's fucked because Obi-Wan's <laughs> all the way be- behind him. And, and Darth Maul's just pacing like a fucking like a like tiger. An animal, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. I love, I love it, it so much. And obviously, while that's happening, just, it's just the music's building and then the music stops. Yeah. I love it. You can hear the buzz of like the the gates that are keeping everyone back, but then you know it's just again it's just sound design. And I think that's just excellent filmmaking. That is. Yeah, I I completely agree. George Lucas knows what he's doing when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. I think it if he you needed he needed to do the script he needed to do it, but I think if he had someone else to direct it that would have benefited. However. Yeah. He's good at this stuff. I always find. In any action film, whether it be an action film, sci-fi, whatever, extended fight scenes, really, I can't be bothered with. Mm. It's kind of like, why aren't it? Why isn't it done yet? Why is this going on for ages? This complete opposite. Yeah, I literally could like. I remember being in the cinema, you could hear a pin drop. It was so quiet. Mm-hmm. It's because it's, I don't know. It's just it's choreographed and it's filmed so beautifully. Mm-hmm. The music's used perfectly. Yep. The use of sound is amazing. Mm-hmm. Everything about it kept me completely engrossed. Yeah. It's mar- all the way through it. It's marvellous stuff. Obviously, it doesn't end well for Liam Neeson. It does not, know. No more Star Wars for you, sir. Which is a shame, because I thought his, I liked his character. He's not a good Jedi, but I liked to see him. Okay. You've not seen Obi-Wan, have you? No. Okay. I won't spoil it for you. You should watch it. Okay. But, yeah, uh, it doesn't end well for him, because he gets, he gets punted in the face and he's stabbed through the stomach. Oh, it's hard. It's difficult to come back from that. Mm-hmm. Although uh, apparently a lot of people do come back from that injury. Someone mentioned this to me, didn't they, during the film, and I do not want to be talking about that right now. What do you mean? He was talking about our uh, good friend, Mr. Maul. Oh, okay. So you, after Qui-Gon's dead, Ewan McGregor, well, Obi-Wan, sorry, is um, he's going at it. He's mm-hmm. doing his best. But again, Darth Maul bests him. Mm-hmm. And he's in a hole. The man in a hole. He's stuck in a hole, guys. He doesn't have the high ground, guys. He does not. But anyway, he jumps over Darth Maul, gets Qui-Gon's lightsaber with the Force, and slices Darth Maul in half. Mm-hmm. Now, we are not fans or viewers of the Clone Wars or Rebels or anything like that. So, for us, Darth Maul is dead. He's dead to me, guys. You will not change that, no matter what. Yeah. He's so, gone. When he rocks up again in Solo, I know he is... He rocks up again in Solo, spoilers. I know you haven't seen that one, I completely forgot. But isn't Solo before? Solo is before the original trilogy, but then still before like Rebels and stuff. Cool, so is it... I, I can't... If, if he's not brought to life, I don't care. If it's before like a prequel for him, fair enough. No, it's, it's, after, it's after this. He's dead. Sorry, no, he's dead. No, they... I, I, but that's the thing, he, he turns up in Solo... And I haven't seen Clone Wars or any of that, so, but I but I was clued in. I knew mm-hmm. Darth Maul was going to come back eventually because everyone likes him. He's got robot legs. No, he's dead. He went through his stomach. You don't survive for, that. Exactly. No, you don't. For, for people like me and you who like our Star Wars cinematic, he's dead. We like our Star Wars not ridiculous, and that is no. There's no coming back. For There's me. no coming back from being stabbed like that. For me, he was not just stabbed. He was sliced in half. <laughs> You don't you don't survive that even if you say no 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 okay I'm with I'm with you but people are gonna robot legs not help you with that you ain't going to out I'm gonna put that on t-shirt oh <laughs> anyway um, promise me you will train the boy says Qui Gon it's his last breath mm-hmm. and then um, Obi Wan's like oh for fuck damn it fuck he's got me gotta train that little shit now yeah yeah so he does yeah Yoda's not happy about it no. Uh, but he says, fine. If Qui-Gon, if Qui-Gon wishes it, then let it be so. Yeah, we might as well have him where we can watch him. Yeah. But there's always two. There's a Master and there's an Apprentice. Sith Lord. Sith Lord. There's always two. But which one was killed, the Master or the Apprentice? And then there's a very good... Foreshadowing. Uh, foreshadowing moment where it just it just pans to uh, Emperor Palpatine, Palpatine. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just chilling here, mate. Because then we've got foreshadowing then when you think about it earlier on when in the film, when he go, when he walks past Anakin, he's like, I'm going to be watching your career very closely. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. well, we know you do. He knows what he's doing. This is what I mean. Yeah. So I think all the pieces are in play. He's playing everyone. He's having a look out, yeah, yeah. for his best opportunities. There's a very good throwback to the parade in New Hope, 
Mm-hmm. Sort of said earlier. Padme is dressed like Leia, sort of. She is with her own like princess, Queen Amidala look. And do you know what? I'm here for it. I think mm-hmm. she looks great. I disagree. You're wrong. Cool. So, <laughs> uh, but it's peace on Naboo, finally. Finally. Finally, they're all at peace. The Gungans, the people. They're joined as well because very much they share a planet. They've not they've not really joined kingdoms or anything like that. So yeah. you see them as friends. It's really nice. It's nice. They've got a big storm coming, but it's nice for now. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's Phantom Menace. It is. And we see at the end, we see Anakin with his little uh, little Jedi do. His little thing. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look very happy about it. <laughs> I mean, no. But at least 3PO is not in this film that much. Yes. Oh, 3PO is being created. I mean... Oh, yeah, Anakin created him, yes. Who cares? Okay, we'll get to 3PO later. Yeah, we'll talk about him when we need, when we absolutely need it's to. It's the next one, strap in. Because I've got a lot to say about 3PO in the next one. Okay. <sighs> oh boy, do I. I've but... only seen the second one, maybe. I've seen it twice, uh, maybe. Did you see it at the cinema? I saw it. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. That's interesting. But I saw the third one at the cinema. Interesting. Okay. Why? I, think, I think I rented the second one from good old Blockbuster. Hey! Hey, back in the day. Phantom Menace. Better than Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I've got nostalgia glasses on as well with this. How about you? Do you yeah. think you sit with that on too? I do. I can't help but feel nostalgic about the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Because I know how I felt being nine years old and watching it for the first time. And I'll always think that. Mm-hmm. Even even the political stuff where I'm like, oh, okay, like trade disputes. I don't give a shit. I know what's coming. I know there's a good action scene in the, at the start, in the middle, and at the end. And that's enough for me. So was this your first Star Wars film? Yes. So what did you watch after this? Did you go straight to A New Hope? I did. I, I, I went one, four, five, six, two, three. Okay. Because someone was like, oh, you like Star Wars now? Great. Here is the box set. And I was like, nice. <laughs> so uh, that's nice. So yeah, that's how I watched it. And then I just watched them as they came out. But I'm not up to date with TV stuff. Why should I be? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's too many. I feel like Marvel have done this a lot recently as well. It's like... In order to understand a lot of what's going off in the films, you've got to have watched I don't, various TV shows. I don't need to do my homework to enjoy something I like at the and cinema. And that's annoying. And I feel like Star Wars is going that way. Star Wars has been that way for a while now. And so. I don't want to have to do that. Mm-hmm. I agree. shouldn't have to do your homework no. for, to enjoy something. Yeah, because you want to just be able to watch it sometimes and just enjoy... Mm-hmm. Just enjoy it, but yeah, let your mind switch off for a bit. Let me uh, just do a quick thing. And tell you what some of the people I know have said about this. Okay. Blues for Jews. Mm-hmm. Hey, the guy I follow. Uh, said the best of the prequels, uh, which isn't saying much, but the only one of the three that feels remotely tactile about this. Uh, okay. It's kind of scathing, really. It really is. He's gone for the jugular. He's gone for the I'm jugular. I'm here for it. The jar jugular. Is that a thing? <gasps> the jar jugular. Cool. Must be. Uh, people from work have chimed in, though. Because I've said, oh, what do you think to uh, Phantom Menace? We've had Reese saying uh, Jar Jar approves mm-hmm. in a gif. Tom has said this film is single-handedly saved by Duel of the Fates. That, I'm not going to lie, he's quite... I think it, it could probably went a bit boring. Mm-hmm. That last Duel of the Fates, banger. I mean, until we get to that kind of... Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah, that kind of bit. Aiden said, uh, awesome soundtrack. Maul versus Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan is probably one of the best fight scenes in the series. Do you yes. agree? Yes. I, Absolutely, yeah, 100%. I would also agree. Sam, who I argue about the most about Star Wars. Okay. Has uh, said, uh, Misa no likey. Connor said as well from work that stick with episode eight. That's the one that needs the most attention. Okay. Obviously he was joking. But me and him like episode eight, so it's fine. Okay. But that's Phantom Menace. It is the Phantom Menace. And do you know what? I really enjoyed revisiting it. Me too. But I think I always do. I think because I keep such a gap between every time I watch them. How often do you watch... That's the thing. How often do people watch these films? People... I don't know. Do people watch these religiously? I don't know. So, for example, like, how often do people like, watch the Harry Potter films? I think most people watch them maybe once a year. Yeah, I'd say once a year. Especially around, like, how, Halloween and stuff, because they're very halloween kind of films. How often do people watch Star Wars? I associate Star Wars with Christmas, though. You do? Why is that? But that's because, more, more recently, they've come out around Christmas. That's true, Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's Christmas time. There's a Star Wars film coming out soon. Nice. I'm watching the last one before uh, before going away for my birthday. Aww. When we're in the same screening. We're in the same screening. We're in the same screening. Yeah, I, I try to watch them at least once a year. I get so overwhelmed with other stuff anyway, where I'm like, oh, okay, I forgot about Star Wars. Yeah. I always come back to Star Wars. 
And how do you feel being back into it? Do you I, think you're gonna be, it's going to become your life now for the next few weeks? I think it's exciting because I've not watched them with you before. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of ways to go. I'm going to be like, I like what's going to happen in a minute. Does that, <laughs> happen, that happened quite a few times in this. Yeah. Where I just sort of like grabbed your hand and was like, he's going to ignite both sides of that lightsaber in a minute. You were beside yourself during that. Oh, it still takes me back though. Because I was, I was half watching that, half watching you. Because mm-hmm. your reaction was so great. Oh, it's so cool. This is going to be living in my... Uh, this is going to be living in my phone now for a little bit. Because every time I go in the car, you're going to be like, Oh, do all of the face. It's banger though. Oh, no. Have you listened to it on full volume recently? Not recently, no. But I have listened to it because it's on your playlist of the year. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Ultimate banger. John Williams didn't have to, but he did. But he went, he went there. Attack of the Clones next. Yay! You looking forward to that one? I've only seen it once. Well, I th- I've seen it once, but I've also seen the beginning of it before on TV. Okay. I think I fell asleep halfway through it. Attack- for, for me, that's the one I'm going to need a bit of a push to get through. I remember the beginning of it and I remember the end. That's about it. Again, it gets quite political. But again, the stuff in there I like. Yeah. I think it's the worst. I think that's the worst of the... Uh, Original trilogy. Well, I'll give it a yeah, a good. I'm happy to keep it up, man. A good watch. Well. Yeah, but Phantom Menace was good. Did you enjoy talking about it though? I did enjoy talking about it. Hey! Let's go back on the podcast again. It feels like it's been ages. Oh my god, it's been eighty-four years. Eighty-four years. That's the second time we've said that today. Mm-hmm. Phantom Menace. Let us know. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it Phantom? Is it Menace? What do you think of Jar Jar, guys? We love Jar Jar. No one's going to come at Jar Jar in the comment section for this, are they? Everyone's going to come at Jar Jar. Ah, come for Jar Jar. Come in the Jar Jar. Oh, come in the Jar Jar, oh my God. (laughs) But see you next week, folks. Uh, It's Attack of the Clones next, and we can't wait to get through that one. (laughs) Thank you, Jay, for talking. You're very welcome. And thank you for listening. Bye. See ya.